You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today I am covering and going into a topic that I do find myself having quite a few conversations with, especially with my recruiting clients about how to title different jobs and do job titles even matter. There's a lot of things that go into job titles and and all of that, depending on the roles, the type of departments you have in your organization, how big your company is, what industry you're in. So I'm not going to be able to go through a step-by-step guide on how to exactly decide what to title a job. But I did want to go over some of the stuff that I do end up coaching and talking to my clients about as we're talking through what job title to give to somebody. So I wanted to first just talk about how job titles can impact things and why they matter and why they may not matter as much as (laughs) some people end up thinking they do. Job titles are important in that they lay out the foundation for the scope of what somebody's doing in your business. It helps your employees to really figure out who's doing what in the business, who can I go to for questions. It helps provide that guide, right? Now, it's not going to be the end-all be-all, right? Because you might have multiple people in your marketing, but the title does at least help to set people in the right direction of where to go, who's owning what what their job expectations are, and all of that. It also does impact from the external world. It can impact, I guess, perception in general, internal and external. So internally, it can reflect leadership roles in your organization, how jobs are titled, different leadership type roles, whether it's manager or director or a vice president, impacts perception of what people think about them internally, right? And and what level of, of leadership they have. It can also impact things externally. So if you have roles in your organization that are interacting with different people in the world, you should think about how their job title might affect that. For example, a company I worked at full-time before, we had people within our organization reaching out and they were reaching out to VP level people to try to sell our services into their business. Or even on the flip side, we have a supply chain side of our business at Lumi where our supply chain folks were actually reaching out to vendors trying to negotiate new deals for them to provide us with packaging stuff. And they were not having as much success in reaching out to people if you don't have a title that carries enough authority within your organization. So that is something to think about. You want to make sure that depending on who is reaching out to people, their title reflects an amount of authority or decision-making that they have within your business so that they actually get the respect that they need out in the world. And I know that sounds sad, but it's just the reality. So those are some of the reasons why a job title is important, right? It helps to set expectations. It helps to identify roles and responsibilities. And it also has an impact on the perception of how this person is received both internally and externally. And so the purpose of a job title is really to reflect the person's responsibilities and the hierarchy that they're at in the business. It also, to the same vein as like the perception aspect, it helps communicate roles to internal team members and external stakeholders that they're working with. 
And it can, for some employees, drive motivation, personal development, fulfillment. You hear this all the time, develop your team. A part of that is, yes, skills. I think the bigger part of it is skills, career development, personal development, all at work. But titles does also come into play because higher level titles tend to get higher level compensation and responsibility. And if somebody is looking to continue to grow in their career, they're going to look for higher level roles within job titles. And so when you're thinking about what to give somebody for a job title, you want to think about a few different things. The first is the relevance of their job or functional relevance. I don't know if that word is going to make sense (laughs) to you listening to the show, but like what aspect of the business are they responsible for and making sure that type of a job title is used in the world to reflect that type of a job. It can be challenging to just make up job titles that don't exist in the world because people who, especially if they're going to be like customer facing, you want them, you want it to be a job title that the customer is used to interacting with because it can throw people off sometimes. So you want it to accurately reflect the role and the tasks that the person does in the business. The second piece is company values and branding aligning titles with your culture. The best example of this is like formal or informal job titles. There's a lot of different ways to to title stuff. So like making sure that you're following in line with what you want your culture at your company to be and the branding. And then of course, there's the growth opportunities. So considering how the title allows for growth for the person or suggests a potential um, career path. And we've already talked about the external perception, but that's clients, investors, or other stakeholders thinking about how they may interpret the job title. A couple common mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make, and not even entrepreneurs, leaders in general, is trying to become overly creative or overly vague. That could be combining multiple job titles into one, using words that really don't exist in that aren't relevant or aren't typical or normal or very vague job titles. So like having everybody on your marketing team have like marketing manager when really like one person is doing brand management, one person is doing social media, right? That that can happen from time to time. Another common mistake is using inflated titles that are not actually justified. That happens a ton. What I see a lot, especially if you're building out a team for the first time, I'll see where people, like like you're looking to hire a role on your team and you love this person, you're in the offer stages and let's say they're at a marketing manager job now and they want a title bump in order to make a move. So you just jump and you're like, I'm going to give you senior marketing manager without giving any thought to how that affects your business or the structure of the business, or how you might end up needing to hire a role in the future, or giving somebody a VP title who actually is not at the VP level, and you're doing it just to hire them into your business. The problem then is when your business grows to the point where you need an actual VP, what do you do, right? Do you hire above them and hire a CMO, even though you don't need that? Do you downgrade them? So that's just something to think about. If you are a business under 50 employees, for sure, maybe even 75, you can get away with 
four job levels in your organization. So you want to identify like what a job level is. And what I mean by that is it's like the hierarchy. How much responsibility do they have in your business? That's the first thing that you want to think about. So when I think about this, I think the most entry-level job is a intern or associate or a coordinator level role, right? That's where usually a non-exempt position where they're making an hourly rate and they need a lot of high direction. So they are executing on things that you give them. It's very much like a high, high direction level role. The next one is somebody who has a little bit of experience, still needs quite a bit of direction, but a little bit less direction and can work a little bit more autonomously than a coordinator and intern. The next one would be what I consider or what's commonly called an associate level role. And so that's usually like they have some core skills, but they're still developing in them. They definitely require some direction and guidance typically has four years of experience where a entry-level junior team member would be anyone anywhere from zero to three to four years of experience. Definitely doesn't have much decision-making responsibility. Like they have the ability to make decisions, but they're not fully responsible for it. Then the next one would be like a lead role. This would be somebody who is experienced independent contributor. So they're able to execute all of their day-to-day tasks. They have strong core skills, require very minimal direction, can make decisions, can really run with things. That could be anywhere somebody with four or five years of experience, but it's really like how much responsibility and how much independence do they have to make, to really make decisions and move forward. Those are the first three I think that most of the folks listening to this podcast should have. So entry-level role, typically an hourly position, zero. I actually, I said four years of experience initially. I would actually say zero to like two years of experience would be the first level one. Those often come with coordinator or intern names after it, right? So like supply chain coordinator, marketing coordinator, operations coordinator, something like that. The next one is an associate level. That's what typically comes after coordinator. And that's somebody with, like I said, three years. I said four, I'm going to say three years now. Requires some direction and guidance, but definitely has some core skills developed. And they just need a little bit more development in their role. And then I would call this like a lead level role. This is where it can get a little bit tricky because you probably aren't going to have lead in the title here. It could be anything. But this is somebody who has, who's a really strong independent contributor. They need minimal direction. They can make decisions, all of that stuff. So those are the first three. The fourth would be a manager level. So this is somebody who likely has been a very strong independent contributor, but now they are starting to lead others. That is the manager level. Now, Once you get probably to 30 to 40, you might need like a director or a vice, probably just a director level or a vice president level on your team. In fact, when you're between like 15 to to 50 employees, you could maybe get away with combining the director and the VP level and just calling it a head of 
XYZ job title, because then once you get to the point where you need to add in more levels of leadership, you can decide, okay, this person's been running this for a while. Should they be at a director level role or should they be at a VP level role? And then you can give them the appropriate title. But if you just jump and give them a VP level role, then it's going to be very hard to come back and pedal back on that. And so you should come up with these levels before you start bringing people into your business. And then once you're looking to make an offer to somebody, you can be like, okay, what level are they coming in at? And you can start to build out, okay, in my coordinator levels of my jobs, I might have a a marketing intern, a marketing assistant, a sales coordinator, an office coordinator. I might have a bookkeeper. Like there might be different roles that are considered hourly and entry level for the different part of the business that match that. And then you can do the same for the associate level role. Like you might have a social media coordinator that's actually at the associate level or social media associate. You can figure out what you want that end title to be. But the first thing that you need to do, and we can talk through how to think about that, but the first thing you need to do is to think about the different levels of the organization and then figure out the different title that would equate to that level versus just jumping in and being like, oh, this person said they wanted to be a marketing manager. Let's give them that title. But they're literally like only have two years of experience. So thinking about levels first, or at least putting some thought into levels can make it really easy then to map different jobs to those. I would do that before you even start to hire, right? So if you're listening to the show, go and map out your levels and the different types of jobs that you might need in your business that equate to the levels at some point. If you have already done that and you're ready to make an offer to somebody, what you want to do is really assess the job. So understand, look back to, if you listen to the show that we talk about creating like a role rubric or at least like a list of the core things that you want this person to do, go back and look at that list and really make sure you understand the core responsibilities and the scope of the position. Then, honestly, go to ChatGPT and just say, what are common roles for XYZ? Or what are the different job titles I could have for somebody in my business who's managing XYZ, XYZ? And just start to look at the different competitors in your industry or similar industries for how they're titling jobs. And you can use ChatGPT to do this honestly. And they'll come up with a list and you can figure out based on that list, which one is right for you. What you can also do then is if they come up with a list, you can be like, give me a job description for XYZ job title or common job duties and just see if it assesses similar to what you need them to do. You can totally use ChatGPT for that. Now, I wouldn't have them write your full job description because you need to get clear on what you need in your business. But as you're starting to think about job titles, you can totally use a tool like that to do some of that work for you. Once you've done that, then you want to make sure you revisit those levels and make sure you're titling in an appropriate level. Don't just throw job titles just to close a deal. You might have to do that once in a while, but don't make it your norm because otherwise you're going to have a whole team of people on your team that like the job titles are not equating to what they're actually doing or the levels are not the same and it can just be super confusing. So if you are a small business and everyone is wearing a lot of different hats, using more general job titles might be better. So 
you don't want to have a whole team with the exact same job title unless it's like an account manager and you have multiple of the exact same job. But general titles might be a bit better for you if you are a smaller startup or a scaling business. And that could be like head of or operations lead, or there can be a lot of different ways to make it more general, but you probably want to consider a little bit more general titles. For example, sales and marketing sometimes can be called growth together. There's different ways to do that, and it can help to assess people are wearing multiple hats. What I do see people do sometimes, which isn't great, is like administrative assistant and social media manager, or they combine two jobs into one. If there's a way to combine them into to one general title, that's always best. Sometimes you can't do that, and people truly do have two different job titles. You got to just figure out what's best in, in the business for what they're doing. It's less about the job title and more about the team member understands what the scope of their jobs are and what the responsibilities are that they need. So making sure that you're setting up a hierarchy and making roles clear can help to avoid any of that confusion. And then the last thing that I often see is that companies will wait too long to revisit job titles and even just job descriptions. So if you are a scaling company that changes a ton, every six months, ask your team members to literally craft their job description, everything that they're doing all the time, and then send it to you so that you can read it and see if job titles need to be changed because of the scope of how the job has changed. If you're a fast-growing company, it's likely that they're not doing the same duties that they were hired for when you hired them. I think it's great practice to every six months have your team members write out their own job description and send to you. You don't have to be the one to do it. Have them do it. And then that'll help you see, do I need to make any changes to it? Hopefully this has helped provide a little bit of insight into how I coach people to think through how to do job titling in their businesses, especially when they're hiring or building teams for the first time. Thinking about the hierarchy that you want in your business is really the first step. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM. Me and Molly, my coworker, are always happy to answer questions for you. We're at People Principles on Instagram. If you're like trying to figure out what to title someone, feel free to send us a note. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll chat with you soon. If you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me. 